stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Well, hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 56, and I am Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin, uh, coming at you together once again, because there's lots of junk that needs to be debunked. Here we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Good to see you, oh, Tani. Nice to see you, too. I know I, I'm seeing you on screen here. I am... Um, living in from <laughs> my home, <laughs> the home office. I know you got all the comforts yeah. of home there. Your own snacks, your own. Oh yeah, yeah. Your own, your own, your own puppy dog around there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's not yeah. so bad. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm holding down the fort, as they say. Um, oh good. I don't know where that phrase came from, by the way, but um, I'm here in the studio, so good to see you. But uh, how's how's your week? Yeah. How's my week? It's always that sort of like pause of what in the world has even happened in my week. Um, yeah, my week's been good. The sun's been out. I was just out on the deck, um, enjoying a little bit of, of sun rays out there and some heat mm. before I came inside. Um, it's been great to have this extra, extra summer in September. I know, which in the Northwest is such a rarity. So yeah, it's, it's been yeah. good. So you're giving yourself some, giving yourself a reward. That's good. Good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it is, uh, you know, part of your weekly, part of your it weekly is. awards to yourself, right? It is. Remember those Mondays, not that, you know, but Mondays are, um, my birthdays. <laughs> As we talked about a couple episodes ago, we've both been doing that, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yeah, it's that's been good. great. That is good. Yeah. That is good. Well, you know, speaking of past episodes, we've got, uh, we got a lot of good feedback on the last few episodes. Um, about some things. And, and I know that one of the things that came up uh, at the end, you, you, you've moved into this territory, Tony, of throwing out some really good potential future topics right at the end of shows. You've been doing that for a while now. And some people grasped onto it. And, and last time around, we uh, finished up by mentioning uh, what I called self-imposed penalties uh, on ourselves for our, you know, whatever it is. When we have these stories in our head about we haven't done something well enough or uh, maybe some, we deserve to have something happen to us, you know, how people falsely use notions of karma and things like that to impose these penalties on ourselves. And that seemed to resonate with some people. So uh, if we were going to explore that today, what yeah. would that look like as a starting point for you? Well, I'm curious. Any, um, do you remember anything that anybody sort of shared with you about about that and what resonated for them? Oh, well, one of the big ones that that I heard a couple of times was um, people having, it was all relationships. That seems to be the big one, right? Um, that they had romantic relationships that they cared about that ended very painfully, that the story was they ended painfully because they had ended one painfully for somebody else in the past. Or... They deserve something bad to happen to them because they felt guilty about something they had done in the past. Um, that kind of thing. That was one that came up quite a bit. Hmm. Yeah, sort of like that. Well, I deserve this, so I might as well just either 
you know, let it happen or inadvertently creating the circumstances <laughs> for that to show up. Mm. Yeah. 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 Because they were probably feeling guilty about things, obviously, before the new relationship ended. Or Wow. So self-fulfilling prophecy? Is that what you're talking about? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I think that sometimes um, similar themes, I don't know if this is exactly what we're talking about, but we, if we backtrack in our lives, not that we like to go back to the past, but we often can see similar themes show up over and over and over and over again. And whatever we want to call that, we might have different sort of things to think about in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, justifying that or rationalizing it or, you know, things like that. But certainly what we're familiar with, we tend to engage in oftentimes without even thinking about it. It's sort of like our body feels like this familiarity. Mm -hmm. And and so some of it could be that also. Um, and then we just get ahead of ourselves, um, as opposed to really being aware right now in whatever this moment is mm -hmm. offering. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, we beat ourselves up all the time. We, um, you know, whatever it is that we feel like we deserve, we, you know, get involved in that <laughs> and, and we live in the past quite often. Right. And so that, yeah. those are all the things that make it really difficult for us to like access this present moment embodied experience that we talk about. Right. That exists on its own, right. Mm -hmm. That it exists on its own, that it's not tied in any real way other than what we've made up in our head to some events in the past. They're completely separate from one another. Yeah. Uh, in that sense, I mean, I, that, that does resonate. You know, I think too, like, you know, how many times this has happened to people I know where they've, they've engaged in some sort of life improvement project and it either doesn't go as well as they'd hoped or it's harder than they thought. And so when they backslide a little bit, all of a sudden they just let it go, right? They're like, Oh, I'm just, Nope, I'm done. And they just go back to what they were doing. And then it's from us. It's oftentimes from a position of, well, I couldn't do it. Therefore I'm doomed to this or I just can't make the change, or it's just too hard, or all those types of things. Kind of uh, kind of another self-imposed penalty, the story of limitation, right? The story of inevitability or the story of, you know, the negative kind of destiny, you know, all yeah. those things. And, that, and boy, we've just identified like four or five different key BS story areas like in five minutes. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? Like I was thinking as you were talking about like, how when we package it all up and this is what we tend to do we we're thinking about past you know what what happened to us in the past you know what where's where's the proof that that this is sort of something that we keep attracting or whatever and then we spend a, a hot second in present and so we might be like okay this is happening now and then what does it mean for our future right and so we're trying to understand this whole of ourselves with the past present future all in one bucket and, and of course, like taking on something difficult that is going to be life-changing, but it needs time to get to an outcome, whatever it is that we're hoping for. Mm -hmm. um, if, if we're not taking it bit by bit by bit, it is going to feel overwhelming. It is going to feel like I just can't do it. As you know, proof is I've never been able to do it before. Mm -hmm. This is really going to take me a long time. And how do I even know I'll be able to do it? Right. So 
then we take it all in one bucket. And anytime we do that, it's going to feel quite overwhelming. And we're going to be likely or more likely to be like, hmm, yeah, it's not, not for me. Yeah. It feels too heavy to carry all of a sudden because we're trying to carry all of it. Right. Well, the meaning of that. Yeah. And you know what, what comes up for me with that is, is why it's so important to have rather than from coming from a place of self-imposed punishment or, you know, I deserve this, whatever you want to call it. Curiosity in the moment is so important. You know, what, what am I feeling? Oh, what are the stories that are coming up? Because, because the stories come, right? And we've, and if we haven't stressed it enough, maybe we need to stress it again that you don't have to, you don't have to fight off the stories. You just have to recognize them at first, right? I mean, just that that's a story that in, in this moment, we have a lot more choice um, over whether we let that story have truth, quote unquote, give it power, or we don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And so that whole bucket of past hot second and presence and then future is, like you said, a whole story. Mm-hmm. Just a story. Yeah. It, it's, it, and so that's where we can get sort of tied up in our, you know, the li- limiting reality if we're going to tackle all of that at once. <laughs> <laughs> or hold it all at once. Like it's, it's, it's probably more often going to be not beneficial than it is going to be beneficial to process in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or to sit in that moment thinking that there has, with that urgency of something must be done or this must mean something big mm-hmm. because neither one necessarily are true, <laughs> right? You don't really need to do anything in the moment and you don't have to assign it this huge amount of importance. We get to decide that. Mm-hmm. To me, that's been one of the most, one of the most powerful things and maybe one of the hardest to really uh, integrate, right? Cause, cause my conditioning has been so long. Everything has to mean something and some decision has to be made at any given moment in order to be able to make meaning of something and then move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm experiencing more and more as I practice this, that those are not the only options. And in fact, they aren't even the best options of many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just actually, this is making me think about a client I just talked to before we got on air who college student, you know, senior year, entered college as a junior, uh, as a you know freshman with all of these sort of very rigid plans and, and accomplishments and, and all the things that, that were going to take place for this person while in, in college, which would provide opportunity in a particular narrow area um, for him when he got out of, of college, right? And um, he, he's, he's learning in his senior year now to be right here right now. He, he just told me today, I don't need to think about what's going to happen next year. Mm. And you know me, I just was like, Yay. <laughs> Yay. trying not to cheer. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Try not to get over, you know, over, mm-hmm. over doing here. But, um, but yeah, because there was a lot of stress over the last three years that he just piled and piled and piled on top of just in this moment, stress, right? For no good reason. And it came to a head. Mm. So yeah, we don't need to think about next year. We don't need to think about next month, actually. How's he feeling about that? Like, how did he, like, what was, 
How does he feel about being in that space and recognizing the difference from where he was? Right. Well, you know, the word that comes up is confidence because Mm -hmm. he knows right here, right now he's okay. He never knew that before (laughs) because constantly thinking ahead, 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 and how things are going to be or need to be in the future. We can't feel okay right now. Right. Because we don't have any answer on that. No. You know, no. no matter how many best case scenarios we try to come up with, there's always the uncertainties that bring fear, right? Mm-hmm. And those tend to be the ones we, we go towards because we want to avoid them or mitigate them or, you know, stave them off somehow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a what a great place for him to be in at such a young age, right? Not even half the amount of time it took for me to experience that. <laughs> Lucky kid. <sighs> no, I tell you, I tell you, the sooner, the sooner we can, you know, just ex- let ourselves experience the relief that comes with that, the better off we'll, we'll be. But, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so yeah. So not accumulating all of the stuff like you were talking about before in terms of like beating ourselves up or, or what we deserve or, you know, again, just being here right now and dealing with what is here right now, we're less likely to have to accumulate all of that. Yeah. Which means we have less to hold, like less things cluttering our hands, which then to take that metaphor out allows us to hold a lot more other things that might actually be better for us or nothing at all. Yeah. 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 Or, or, you know, just, you know, here right now, like I could probably clean off my desk here in a few minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, are you going to? <laughs> uh, well, maybe. Uh, but, you know, as opposed to worrying about the big right. thing. Yeah. Right. I, I could really just clean off my desk and and what a stress reliever that will be. Mm-hmm. Right? And be to right have... there as you clear yeah. off the desk. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> And not worrying about what it all means. <laughs> what does it mean that my desk is dirty? I have a clean desk. I have a clean desk now when I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it, it's funny. I've, I've had people say to me before listening to this show and, and, and saying, it sounds like what you're saying is that life can be a lot easier than we think it can be. And I have the joy of saying to them, well, Yeah. <laughs> And then it's it's interesting to watch watch the look on their face as you know it's just it's something that and I don't mean this to single out anybody you know uh, for ridicule because it's not something to ridicule it just shows the amount of conditioning that we have had that tells us that things are supposed to be complicated difficult challenging we're supposed to feel overwhelmed supposed to feel overpacked that type of thing yeah, I mean it's that is what we're getting at isn't it. Yeah. Well, we've learned, we've learned to make everything a really big deal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And and we're all sitting complaining about it, right? Like (laughs) nobody likes it, right? So we don't know how to do anything. But then we think something's wrong if we aren't complaining about it, if we don't have something to complain about. (laughs) Well, we want to, we want to, you know, goes back to that, you know, we want to be stimulated and fixing and, and, and processing and analyzing and doing all of the things, but we're missing the mark and rubbing ourselves up yeah, and missing what's most important mm-hmm. regularly. Right. Yeah. And, and what's most important is what's right in front of us. 
-hmm. Yep. Whether that's a relationship, right? Like right here, right now, relationship right here, right now, mm -hmm. not, oh my gosh, what did I do before and regret and guilt and shame <laughs> this, or, or like, what if that and this and this and the other in the relationship? No, right now, right here, right now, what is going on in the relationship right now in this moment? Yeah. And how can I engage more fully in this moment in my relationship? Right. If that's what I want. Right. Like, yes, yes. And, and even just being present in it and recognizing if a shift is occurring, you know, recognizing if shifts are occurring in ourselves in a relationship, maybe observing some things that seem different in the person we're in relationship with can't do that from a place of either running around in the past or, you know, worrying about the future. You just don't see it. I mean, I've, that's, if there could be a chapter of my relationship history until just a few years ago, that's what it would be. <laughs> one foot back there, one foot out there, not in the moment. And of course it, it led to difficult. It's always led to difficulties. Right. Like imagine if it, from the beginning part, the beginning place of a relationship, we just took baby steps in the relationship. We just noticed what each moment was bringing and so we didn't accumulate this um, disconnection over time because that's what happens. And then, and then all of a sudden, because it, it feels like all of a sudden, because we're just doing this disconnection thing for a long time, all of a sudden somebody changes their mind, mm -hmm. like curveball. Mm -hmm. uh, very rarely is are there curveballs in relationship. <laughs> right. It's just been people not noticing that the pitch has been on its way for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, and that's such the danger in, in relationships of any kind. If, if you've got two people caught up in their own stories, not present in the moment, that disconnect is going to be clear, you know, and disappointing and everything comes with that. Cause then there's these expectations, you know, we don't put them on ourselves as much, but we really expect everybody else to, you know, <laughs> be connected, be a certain way, you know? Uh, and then when they aren't, we're disappointed. And it, it does, it can feel sometimes like we're setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah. We don't even know this, that we're doing this. Right. Right. But, but we are, we are doing this mm -hmm. uh, as evidenced by, you know, all the stories that we hear from people. Oh yeah. Right? Over and over and over again. Right. So, um, and that's the other part too, is I don't know that, that we've ever really learned how to be in relationship well either mm -hmm. right so then it's it's it goes back to that conditioned response of you know being in our heads all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that doesn't work well in relationship if we're in our heads all the time so we've we've got things stacked against us from a very early age mm -hmm. right and so it doesn't have to it goes back to it doesn't have to be this hard <laughs> it doesn't yeah and it's and it and really, you know, because I know people start when people talk to me about this pretty soon, they're coming at it from a real headspace. It's like, oh, well, what you're saying means this or I could do this. And yes, all true. But really, it's from that place of presence, which is in that body space to start where you can start seeing what is actually helpful, what is not, what is real, what is not. Because when it comes to relationships, not only have we gotten we've been getting messages from multiple directions since we were young, we have various types of models that we've seen in our lives and everybody's got a different mixture of that. And then we've got 
various media ideas or the, the books we read or the, the movies we watch or the how we un- interpret the relationships of others in our lives. And it's only from that place of presence that I'm learning that you can really discern what all of all that is just noise and what is actually valuable. And with that, it brings back the, the discussion of values, right? Knowing what really matters. So it's a great way to be able to get that noise out and quiet down body wise and yeah. have a better sense of what's going on. And it is much easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I also want to make sure that we acknowledge that relationships, although we're saying it can be much easier. Yes. It can be much easier than what we are experiencing. And, and, and it does take a lot of work to mm-hmm. choose your partner over and over and over again. Also, mm-hmm. be- even through difficult and challenging kinds of stressful right. situations, it, it does come down to continuing to choose um, and no judgment around that because sometimes we need to choose, not choose our partner. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, relationships do yeah. sort of unravel to that place where, yeah, no longer choosing our partner because it is healthier probably for both of us. Right. Yeah. But we can't know that. Yeah. We can't know that unless we're paying attention. Right. Right. So, you know, in a lot of ways, what we're talking about is, is clearing the decks of what out there is noise that we already know isn't helpful. All the stories, all those things. It doesn't mean that there's less work. (laughs) It just means the work is more targeted where it needs to be rather than all the effort that it takes to keep all those stories like balls spinning or plates spinning in the air in a relationship. Yeah. No, I think it's a really good point because it all it all what it does do is it helps us be right in the moment of the reality of life. And the reality of life is has all of the elements of life. Some good, some bad, some tough, some smooth, some very rocky, some inordinately painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we have yeah. the ability to be okay in that mm-hmm. from a place of yeah. presence. That's what's key. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the simple part is dialing it down to, okay, in this moment, being able to practice being in the body, whatever the emotion or feeling state is that is there and being with that um, as opposed to being in the stories. Yeah. That's the simple part. Yeah. Yeah. That's the simple part. Cause that, cause then it, it's, and I've, I've experienced this in, in various types of, of relationships that I've been in. When you're able to do that, when both sides are able to do that, even difficult conversations don't feel like the old difficult conversations. <laughs> You know, because you're not you're not making up stuff and bringing it to the table that's just in the way and you have to spend 30 minutes yelling at each other. Right. Or getting super frustrated to get them out of the way. They're just not there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it yeah. just and it's it's such a reminder for me of of what we've talked about before, where from a place of connection as opposed to protection. The other person wants to connect. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get there faster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if we're not, you know, dumping the bucket out at each other <laughs> and we're just dealing with like here right now, yeah. then it's easy, you know, then there's, it's a simpler process to deal with a small thing mm. or one thing than it is to deal with the whole historical bucket. 
not as messy. That's quite an image, right, of taking that whole full bucket and throwing it down in front of somebody. What do people do when we when that happens? They all jump back, right? Jump back. Right? Like, it's too much. It's too much, but that is what we do. Yeah. Right? And and even the other thing that couples do quite a bit, and I don't know how we got onto couples, but here we are. Well, I think that's what you were talking about from the very beginning, but right? like Yeah, that's so, what the examples people used. Yeah, we don't want to rock the boat with our partner when things are going okay, right? So all of those little subtle-ish sorts of misunderstandings or, um, you know, things that that we experience with our partner that um, we don't want to make a big deal out of, we end up not even being able to share with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and just because we're sharing doesn't mean it's a problem. It could just be a, hey, I just noticed that for whatever reason, when you do that thing, like it is like nails on a chalkboard. I'm not saying you can't do the thing. I'm just saying for whatever reason, for me, this is what I'm experiencing in my, mm-hmm. experiencing in my body. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm, again, you don't have to do it different, but here's, that might be the reason for the look on my face. I don't know. Right. I'm just throwing that out there. But, mm-hmm. um, but what happens is, is people don't, we don't do this. And so then we're mad about something completely different because it's built up, built up, built up. Then we're dumping the bucket. Yeah. And another thing, right? <laughs> and that doesn't work. We've mm-hmm. we've created more damage actually in those moments of high intensive, intense uh, feelings at each other. And and like you said, people don't do well. They step back when they see the bucket flying. Uh, then we have more damage that we have to clear up later yeah 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 and it's it and it can get ugly right where suddenly now it's not just buckets that's been building up over time but you can pick up some buckets that you know from (laughs) a year ago two years ago just and lob them over the fence right and all of a sudden it's what what might just be about when you do that thing it's like nails on a chalkboard it might just be about that but because it's built up it becomes world war three yep yeah. yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's so many things, right? Right. Well, yeah. all right. Well, we just ran that time right out. We did. I was noticing it. I was like, oh, man. Er, er, well, just to be continued is what we can say, because this this yeah. the, all this stuff sort of fits together. So thanks for mm-hmm. all that, Tony. That was that was and hopefully that was helpful for the people who who reached out. Uh, in all of that. So I'm sure I'll hear, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but if any of you want to, uh, to share your thoughts, you can, uh, certainly reach out to us at our Facebook group, uh, breaking up with RBS and, uh, do so there. And, uh, certainly if you've missed any of this episode or other episodes, you can download it from wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for doing so. And we will be back next week, picking up right where we left off here on breaking up with RBS. until then I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tani Santabria. We will see you all. Later. I'm in my 